Today's a day of many feelings. After an isolating winter of restrictions, the province is opening up. Some feel joy at the chance to travel and see loved ones. Others feel a gruff, it's about time already. Others feel concern and anxiety. We've all had different experiences, and as the option to regroup nears, we all continue to have different experiences. So let us do what we've always done at Wildwood and center ourselves around loving our neighbors. We have the opportunity to build back better by building with empathy and grace. Some of us can't wait to rip the masks off and others wanna keep them on a while longer. Some of us can't wait to return to in-person services and small groups and others feel safer on virtual platforms. And yet we are all still the body of Christ at Wildwood and together we can face this new season together with empathy and grace for one another. Through this past season, we have excelled at maintaining connections within the church and still seeing the ministry of the church continue, though it's been on a much smaller scale. We have still thrived in the midst of adverse times. However, as we regroup, we face a new challenge, breaking out of our bubble. I had a conversation with a friend from a different church who was searching for a new young adults group. He said, I really enjoy the atmosphere of my church, but everyone sticks to the same cliques they kept in high school. There are so many people to meet who don't want to be met. At Wildwood, we've had pride in how welcoming we are. One of the reasons my partner and I attend this church is that on our first visit, the young adults dragged us out to brunch. Thank you, Graham and Michelle. But in a message about looking to the future, it would be remiss not to mention the danger of identifying as a welcoming church while leaving a season of small pockets and isolation. We know we are welcoming and we live in the tension of feeling safe, avoiding strangers and acquaintances alike. Let me illustrate. A few weeks ago at supper, my partner and I were reminiscing about pre-COVID times, and we stopped to discuss a childhood friend of mine, and the question was raised, do you think we'll ever see him again? And the answer was somewhat enlightening to this great query. No, I'm on great terms with him and really like him. But after two years of isolation and not interacting with him, he just doesn't come to mind when making plans. We pride ourselves on being welcoming, but let's not be blind to the fact that after all this time, it is easy to forget about those outside of our bubbles. This has been something that we have done well this year through our use of breakout rooms. I can say personally that the majority of people I have met at Wildwood, I have met through these breakout rooms. I've talked to so many more people than I would have normally just in person. We can recognize this as a great success for the church. So when we move back to in person, we shouldn't just toss away this success, but embrace it and adapt it so that we can continue building connections in the church. Perhaps this looks like sitting next to someone you don't normally sit beside in church, or when we can do potlucks again, purposely having tables made up of people we don't usually talk to. These are the things to think about, and now is the time to try and think beyond the status quo. Another success of this year is the involvement of people not just in Saskatoon. With the flexibility of Zoom, people have been able to join from anywhere. When Tiffany and I were in Calgary for a month, we were still able to attend Wildwood. This is something that we would not have been able to do pre-COVID. Now that we have the experience and the equipment to support some form of online service, we can continue to offer a worship experience beyond the church walls. 
This can be valuable not just for those who are out of town, but also for those who may not be able to attend church or are not comfortable attending church for whatever personal reason. Thinking outside of church, we have all had to take stock of what is truly important in our lives and what we can learn to let go of. Before COVID, I found that I was so busy with other things that I rarely took the time to tend to and cultivate my relationships with family and friends. Once all the peripheral went away, I found a renewed focus to connect with those who I have let drift away. I have talked with my family more often. I have started having video calls with friends outside of Saskatoon. These are things that have always been an option for me, but I've never prioritized them in my life. That's not to say that I don't enjoy the things that I was doing before COVID and that I will not start them again. Instead, I hope that I will be able to remember the priorities I have learned over the past year and adjust my schedule accordingly. I encourage everyone to think about what has been different about this year. Go beyond the obvious. What has brought you joy this year? What have you missed doing? What are you looking forward to most? Are there any things that you did on a regular basis before COVID that you don't have to do and that you haven't minded not doing lately? Take advantage of the things we have learned and use them to help not just go back to normal, but go back to a better normal. Looking ahead, we don't have all the answers, or many at all, but we have questions, musings, and hope for our community moving ahead. We all know that potlucks are practically a sacrament in our faith tradition, but we don't know how we'll do it. How will we reinvent old practices in new times? But we know we will. We'll return to the joys of community and food, the spaces where strangers leave as friends. In the coming season, we also look forward to catching up. We will celebrate together, we will mourn together, and we will share life together. In the coming season, we anticipate with the one-year commitment our church has made to the food bank that we will have a season of service and new connections. And as we look to the next few months, looking ahead, we know that we'll continue to explore the journey of reconciliation, both as a faith community and as Canadians. The word reconciliation can seem nebulous, but there's another word that we are more familiar with, repentance. We can continue on our journey by repenting. Reconciliation cannot occur without repentance, and while we may not always know what to do with words like reconciliation, we as a peace church know what to do with repentance. And we know how essential it is to bring shalom back into all our relations. As a nation, and as a church, and as individuals, we have to wrestle with Canada's history and legacy. In 2017, MCC wrote these words as part of the response to the Truth and Com Reconciliation Commission's calls to action. We are aware that we have a long path to walk. We hope to build relationships with First Nations communities so that we can continue this learning journey and walk this path together. We are followers of Jesus Christ, the Great Reconciler. We are aware that words without actions are not only ineffective, but may also be harmful. We commit ourselves to take your challenges to us very seriously. We will seek to model the reconciling life and work of Jesus in seeking reconciliation with you. We will encourage our churches to reach out in practical and loving ways, including dialogue and expressions of hospitality. Uh, that was from MCC's response to the Truth and Reconciliation's calls to action. 
Uh, and this summer, I ask you to join me in learning, listening, repenting, and asking more questions than there are easy answers for. Today, we leave you with more questions than answers. We leave you with queries, ponderings, and hopes. We turn to the lectionary to point us towards scripture and the hope we find within. Psalm 85. Yahweh, favor your land once again and restore the fortunes of Israel. Forgive the guilt of your people and cover all their sins. Set aside all your anger and calm the heat of your rage. Return to us, O God of our deliverance. Put an end to your displeasure with us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will your wrath continue from one generation to the next? Won't you revive us again so that your people can rejoice in you? Let us see your mercy, Yahweh, and grant us your deliverance. I will listen to what you have to say, Yahweh, a voice that speaks of peace, peace for your people and your friends, so long as they don't return to their folly. Your salvation is near for those who revere you, and your glory will dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness have met, justice and peace have embraced. Fidelity will sprout from the earth, and justice will lean down from heaven. Yahweh will give us what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Justice will march before you, Yahweh, and peace will prepare the way for your steps. Amen.